0: Man Up, brought to you by Construction Professionals, a program dedicated to inspiring and helping men live lives of heroic virtue. Join Joe Stoppulous every Monday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. And now, it's time to Man Up. Man Up, also underwritten by McDonald Imaging Solutions. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio, broadcasting from the Mercy One Studio. Heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and around the globe, online at iowacatholicradio.com. Also, please like our show on Facebook. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. I am Joe Stopulus. Today, I will be joined by Matthew Umberger to discuss the first of our two-part episode on Isaac and Jacob in our Great Men of the Bible series. Let's start in prayer. In the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and the snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Happy Lent, everyone. I uh, hope every, everyone's got a good Lent, a good Lent plan. Take it seriously. Father Zach and I every year did a show on making Lent serious, taking it seriously, using the penitential season to grow closer with the Lord. So please, I, we just encourage you strongly to do that. This show, we're going to start the first in our two part episode on Isaac and Jacob. When we go, we're going to do a short break. When we get back, Matthew Umberger will be joining us to dive into the story of Isaac and Jacob. I want to thank McDonald Imaging Solutions. They are sponsors of Man Up. If you were at the State Fair this year, they were the ones who provided the new tents and the Pope on a Stick fans that we used. McDonald Imaging Solutions is a family business with thousands of promotional items to choose from. They do things from labeling to marketing, printing, and provide all kinds of promotional products. Marty will personally help any business, big or small, to build their brand with corporate apparel and promo items. McDonald Imaging Solutions. Building brands, attracting new customers online at McDonaldImagingSolutions.com.
1: The Catholic Tuition Organization provides tuition assistance to qualified families so they can send their kids to our Catholic schools. Great tax benefits for donors and great education for our kids. Online, ctoiowa.org.
2: Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, Downtown Des Moines for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good. With me, Bo Bonner. And I'm
1: Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state-of-the-art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders.
2: You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu slash kwky.
0: Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com. My head. Welcome to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio, broadcasting from the Mercy One Studios, heard on 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, and 94.5 FM. I am Joe Stoppules, and today I am joined by Matthew Umbarger. He grew up in southeast Kansas, was ordained in the Independent Church's Restoration Movement as a preaching minister and missionary, took his young family over to Israel in 2002, and served in Beersheba, Israel. There he was exposed to the Jewish origins of Christianity and early Christian literature uh, and drew them and that was what drew him into the Catholic Church. He completed his studies after nine years in the Hebrew Bible in Israel and then moved back to Kansas, holds an MA in theology and a PhD in the Hebrew Bible. Matthew's an assistant professor of theology here going on five years at Newman University. Matthew, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you very much, Joe. Well,
0: um, good to good to be with you. Joining us from an airport. Yeah, <laughs> which it, it, this is actually the second in this series of people who have been interviewing in airports. So that's fine. That's apparently the thing we're oh doing goodness. now. Yeah, it's the thing we're doing now. Um, but you are heading somewhere exciting. Where are you heading?
1: Yes, I'm going back home. I'm going back to Israel, uh, <laughs> back and I get to, I get to show it to some people who've never been there before, which is always exciting. Yeah, that's um, awesome. I think the, the thing I like even better than going back to Israel is uh introducing people who've never been there before. To it and uh, seeing the wonder, and you know, when you say Jesus was here and did this, uh, you know, just seeing their faces light up. Or uh, the best part is when we celebrate Mass there and um, hearing the Scriptures read, uh, and Jesus was here in Cana or in uh, Galilee and um, in Nazareth. It's it's a, just a wonderful experience.
0: Yeah, I've been told that it's it's definitely a life changing experience. My previous co host, oh, yeah. Father Zach. Uh, he got to do his first trip out there last year and kind of, again, came back and it really does bring everything into perspective. Uh, that is, oh, yeah. my wife and I, we've got four young children. Our goal, once we get to a, an age where they're either out of the house or whatever, we've got a, a few, a few travel plans and that is either one or two. It's, it's Rome or that one or two and they're gonna, but we'll figure it out when we're in our fifties, but, uh, yeah. so we know that's definitely where we want to end up. Um, absolutely you were you were highly recommended uh for this episode from Bo bonner and bud marr which i'm not even sure is a good thing or not but that's <laughs> that's who you were yeah. recommended by
1: you can judge someone by their friends the yeah no the keep, company they right?
0: keep unfortunately <laughs> for you that's not good so far
1: <laughs> Over
0: oh for, oh for 2 all right that's right so you're joining us today again i appreciate you joining uh to talk about isaac and jacob and Isaac and and Jacob, as I've kind of already laid out, we've gone through, um, we've gone through Abraham, and now the next episode will be on Joseph. And so we're going to be in Genesis, uh, Genesis chapters 24 to 36. Uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, obviously these first few chapters of Genesis, the book of Genesis, so paramount to understanding the Bible, understanding salvation history. And could you just maybe walk us through kind of the history of where we're at in the Bible at this time? Uh, talk us through, kind of set the story up for, Isaac and Jacob.
1: Okay. Um uh, poor Isaac, you know, he kind of he's kind of a hinge figure between the figures of Abraham and Jacob, which really stand out in relief a little bit more. Um and Isaac, the thing we all know about Isaac is that he nearly got offered up on an altar on the Mount of Moriah. Um but uh, in in some ways uh, Isaac plays a role for for judaism um similar to what we think of of in terms of jesus and his redemptive work on the cross uh there's a midrash so referring to that chapter in genesis 22 the story about mm-hmm. him um, being bound on the altar which in hebrew is called the akedah means uh, binding um, there's a midrash on the passover narrative that says that when God sees the blood on the doorposts and turns back from smiting the firstborn during the Passover, um, the rabbis ask, well, why should the blood uh, turn away the the destroying angel? And uh, the answer that they come up with is that the blood represented the blood of Isaac uh, on the altar of Moriah, Um, even though according to this a strict literal reading of genesis 22 he's not uh, you know abraham doesn't carry through with the sacrifice just the uh, the near brush with death and the, and there are some readings of that um including one that shows up in our book of hebrews in our new testament that that kind of indicate that abraham um actually did carry it out uh, that that he he did actually slaughter Isaac, and he was brought back to life. And in the book of Hebrews says uh, Abraham realized even if he had done it, God would raise him back to life. Um, some of the, the Midrashes actually say that he did that. And um, so somehow his blood, uh, the, the blood of their patriarch Isaac, uh, serves this kind of redemptive, atoning uh, work that um, carries forward throughout the history of Israel going on. And as Christians, we can see that as um, it, it, it's, it's a type of Jesus' sacrifice, of course. Um, if you read Genesis 22, it, it's remarkable how many little details in that story do line up with our story of Christ's passion on the cross. Um, so, I, I in a lot of uh in Sunday school drawings of that story, it looks like um, Isaac is a little boy, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe twelve, maybe even younger. Uh but if you look at the chronology and the way the story is told, uh and and even in Hebrew he's called a Nar, which means a young man, not not a like a youth, a strapping youth, not a not a kid, not it, not a child. And Abraham is fairly a, a old
0: at this point too, right?
1: That's right. That's right. So and, yeah. Uh, One of the things that you find in the, the Midrash, the rabbis, they comment on how, you know, Isaac could have taken him down. You know, he's a tottering old man, and he's a strapping young youth, and he could have, he could have gotten away. So, Isaac, uh, we always focus on the sacrifice of Abraham, but actually, Isaac is also offering a sacrifice of himself. He, he, um, carries through with with uh, his father's plans. Uh, One of the Midrash's says um, he he asks uh, Abraham actually to bind his hands especially tight so that he won't be able to break free and resist. Hmm. Um, So this idea that he himself is offering the sacrifice with his father, and um, then when you look at the details like uh, him carrying the wood for the sacrifice, uh, on his shoulders, up the hill. Um, it, it, the connections become really, really tight. And you see that Isaac is a beautiful type of our Lord and his passion.
0: You know, one of the things I found interesting, kind of rereading this through a different lens today um, for the show, is really that's all we know about Isaac as a child. And it's really the, the majority, as you kind of mentioned, as yeah. a hinge figure. It it's, So that was that's uh, Genesis 22. 23 is Sarah's death and burial, and then 24 we get the yeah. marriage of Isaac and Rebecca. So he's already, um, older. I mean, so that's all we know about him. Right. Boom, it's done. Um, and, yeah. and you see pretty quickly, you know, that the hinge figure of Isaac really is, he, he completes the story of Abraham and then he introduces the stories of Jacob and then Joseph.
1: That's right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's his role of, I mean, he's, He's one of you know Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the three go together. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, he's he's kind of in the middle, uh you know, kinda of like a middle child <laughs> yep. who never gets the attention they deserve. Um But e- even that story so um the story about Rebecca, for instance, it, it's significant that when um Eliezer, the uh servant of Abraham, brings back Rebecca, uh, where do they find Isaac? Um so if you look in, this is in um, Genesis chapter 24, verse... 62? Uh, 63. So as Rebecca is coming and back with uh, Eliezer to be given to Isaac as his bride, uh, it tells us Isaac is out in the field in the evening meditating. Um, and and uh, this word for meditating is a real intense word in hebrew it's it's a uh, uh he's not just out you know thinking about his life or something he, he's uh, he's deep in prayer uh, i would say even contemplative prayer and um so it's significant that as we get into this next part of the story with um all of you know so all of the consequences it has for all of israel's history um it, it begins with him out in the field praying and um Kind of, I, th- I think, in a way, continuing that process of giving himself to the Lord. Um, of course, there's going to be more suffering for him to do uh, in the strife between his sons, um, Jacob and Esau.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think one of the other uh, in chapter 24. I think one of the other things to mention uh, as far as takeaways from us is you look early. On, so, in chapter 24. Um, this is when Abraham. You, you mentioned Eleazar. He says to a servant to to go. And find a wife for my son, not from the daughters of the Canaanites. So he tells him to know, right. get out of get out of Dodge and go back to my home country. And I think the lessons for us as men today, and this is, it's an example. Of my grandfather really he preached to us as grandkids a lot was the best decision he ever made was to marry my grandmother. And he talked oh, oftentimes yeah. <laughs> about how he looks at the fruit of that decision uh, through the. Do just oh, the, yeah. how, how much smarter we all are and blah, 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 blah than he was, he quote-unquote says, though he's a smart, one of the smartest people I've ever met. But he talks about <laughs> that his that the, the decision he had to marry a great Christian woman, a holy Christian woman, was, as he's now in his 90s, he can see the fruit of that decision.
1: That's right. Yeah, marry well. Uh, that's certainly a message out of this. Um, although, you know, it, Isaac, he had the benefit of having an arranged marriage.
0: Yes, true well well so able Abraham. Abraham had the knowledge and foresight to say, "Hey, you that's true uh Abraham had the knowledge and foresight to do that and then but then later on, Isaac does the same thing yeah. with Jacob or at least Rebecca that's does, right so
1: yeah but but Isaac uh agrees with his mm-hmm. good wife Rebecca that's that uh comes up with that idea, so yeah, you know you know one thing about in in some ways, I think Isaac is a lot like um Saint Joseph the foster father of our lord um, doesn 't say much doesn 't and he almost can be mistaken for a passive figure right, right? he 's just kind of being carried along by the story these events that are going, but um, he 's making i think an active uh, offering of himself in these in these stories he he could have resisted, and we see a few few places where he does um, offer. I would say wise resistance to things going on uh, the story with Abimelech that comes up is is an example of that but um but he he is he's pretty chill he's willing to just kind of roll with events as they're coming and and uh, and meditate on them in that field and and uh, trust God to take his his life in the way it's supposed to go without uh trying to force his own will on the events that are coming on him
0: and you know you think about as is. He's a very prayerful person. Um yeah. and, he, and he's always in kind of a discerning mode. So I think, you know, you look at Abraham, Abraham had this this active life. He also had this prayerful mm-hmm. life. And I think um I think Isaac really represents that that prayerful, reflective life yeah. of of his forefather of of his own father, uh Abraham. And it's interesting as we go on here how how Jacob doesn't really have that and Ishmael um you know, Ishmael doesn't have much of that con- contemplation at all, right? Um, and right, so, how not
1: that we hear of, yeah, yes,
0: exactly, um, so now we 're you yeah. know we 're into chapter twenty five now, and uh okay. we see the death of Abraham and the descendants of Ishmael, and then we have the birth of Esau and and Jacob,
1: right, yeah, and and uh so with this, you get and again, this kind of weird I, I think about this all the time, what what is the Lord trying to say with this? Um, we have this pattern that shows up in Genesis where the younger is kind of promoted over, over the older. As, the, as a younger so we, of
0: three brothers, I concur with all of these things <laughs> that are going on in Genesis.
1: Well, I'm a firstborn. So oh, okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, it, it, it is a strange pattern. So, again, you have uh, Ishmael and Isaac, and then now you have Esau and Jacob. And then um, at the, the end of the story, Joseph, one of the youngest of uh, Jacob's sons, Will be promoted over all of his brothers, and then even Joseph's sons, um, the, uh, the the younger will be promoted over you know, Ephraim. Will be promoted over Manasseh,
0: and David, and, David over all his brothers. And
1: yes, uh-huh. yeah. So it carries on beyond Genesis as well. Uh-huh. The, yeah, of course. So um, I think part of that is just uh, showing. Uh, you see this in the Song of Hannah in a uh, first, uh, well, Second Samuel. Uh, excuse me, First Samuel, chapter two. You see it in the song of Mary, uh, where the you know God uh, humbles the proud and He lifts up the lowly. Uh, so I, I think part of that just is a, a reflection of um, God the Father's heart. He He likes to do things that way. But I, I feel like there must be some kind of spiritual truth that I'm, I still have have um, have not reached the depths of yet.
0: So, when the, yeah, I know it. I, I was listening to some commentaries on this, on this subject prior to this interview, and I think you're not the only one that's at, at a loss for that, right? There's obviously a reoccurring pattern there. Um, yeah. But w- what is God trying to tell us from that specific thing? I think one, you know, one of the things we do, re- I, I glean from it is a, a lot of those younger brothers, namely Joseph, Jacob, uh, David, e- even within their sinfulness that they have, they tend to be mm-hmm. more, in line with what God wants than that's not, true. right? So yeah. they're, they're more pray I mean, they're more prayerful, they're more spiritual. They, they, yep. you know, I think Jacob at least, I mean, when we get to the birthright, Jacob at least respects the traditions of his father, whereas Esau that's tends true. to not, not care as much. But, again, yeah. I would just argue that God prefers younger brothers, but that's just, <laughs> that's just where I go well, with I do
1: this think that I do think part of it is um, God loves surprising us. Yes. Uh, he wants to mix it up, and he doesn't want us to anticipate him too much. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that's part of it as well. But um, and, and, of course, all of these are, again, types of our Lord Jesus Christ who um, seems to, you know, he's very humble and uh, from humble origins and and not the person that you would su- uh, expect to become king of the universe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there is part of that going on as well, no doubt. But I, I feel like there must be even more. So, well, so we yeah. get to,
0: on Genesis 26 now, uh, verse 23. This is the Lord saying to Rebecca. It says, two nations are in your womb; yeah. two people are born to you. Shall be divided. One shall be stronger than the other. The elder shall serve the younger." So the Lord prophesized, tells Rebecca, "This is going to happen." And so I think yeah. for me, this is where I, I'm curious on, on your thoughts on this. You know, if God's saying it's going to happen, we're gonna and we'll we'll talk about the story later. Did everything that they did between Rebecca. Uh, and Jacob, was it necessary? You know, was it necessary oh, yeah. for them to do that, even <laughs> though God already said it's going to happen?
1: Are you talking about uh, the deception that takes place, exactly. where they, yep. uh, yeah, pull the the wool over Isaac's already yes. blind eyes? Yeah, uh, that, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Or, or is it that uh, the Lord is? Uh, he knows what's going to happen, so he's predicting that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the rabbis' their read on this, of course. Uh for them, Jacob is they don't they don't read Jacob as a rascal the way we tend to. You know. Yeah. <laughs> we read these stories and we, we think, oh my goodness, I can't believe he did that. And and they read it and they're like, Oh my goodness, our our father is, is very, very clever. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they 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 tend to read it in a praising sort of, of tone. Um so and, and I do think these stories are written with kind of uh, just savoring the, you know, he, he's, in, in a way, the trickster sort of archetype. So they, they kind of savor a little bit of that in ways that maybe in the West we're not comfortable with, with today. Um, but that the rabbis, they say that Rebecca, unlike her husband Isaac, is actually... Um, more attuned to god's will, she, she pays attention to that prophecy, and so she 's trying to um, hmm. to cause it you know she's trying to obey the, the word of God that's been given to her, wh- whereas Isaac is is resisting god's word. Hmm. Um, it, it, it's an interesting reading, but but it, I don't know what to do with all that, except it, it demonstrates that uh, we're not the first to wonder about that this is This is a recurring. A debate about you know, is is this just prediction or is this uh, in a way kind of laying out a plan for them to follow? Um, it, it's
0: difficult to know. Well, we got to wrap up the conversation on Isaac before we move to Jacob. Any final parting okay. thoughts on what we can learn as as men from from Isaac and his example? Oh, oh my goodness! You have one minute. Good um, luck.
1: I have one minute. Well, the thing that I really love about Isaac is. um and this is in chapter 26, Genesis chapter 26, and you have the story about the uh, the wells where uh, Isaac goes around, he digs one well after another, and the Philistines fill them up. And uh, finally, the Philistines come uh, with Abimelech, and they want to make a covenant with him. And there's just this one little thing that no no English translation catches, uh, so in verse 30, it says, Isaac made a feast, and they ate and they drank. And then in verse 31, it says, they rose up and swore one to another. Well, in Hebrew, it says, each man swore to his brother. And it's a nice picture of what covenant does. Covenants, uh can take people who were enemies the day before, and when they wake up the next morning, they're brothers. And and that's the function of covenant. and You get it in a, a nice, really... Um, condensed uh, version of it, right there in Genesis chapter twenty-six, verse thirty-one. Well, Matthew, we got to have to probably more than no. Than that's
0: a... <laughs> that's very good. All right, so we will head to a short break. The Catholic we'll return. We will organization tie up the organization provides
1: tuition assistance to qualified families, so they can send their kids to our Catholic schools. Great tax benefits for donors and great education for our kids. Online, ctoiowa.org.
2: Thank you to Mercy College of Health Sciences, Downtown Des Moines, for underwriting our show, The Uncommon Good. With me, Bo Bonner,
1: and I'm Bud Marr. A degree from Mercy College provides endless possibilities. Students have access to patients with complex medical conditions, state of the art medical facilities, highly motivated healthcare professionals, and classroom professors that transform them into servant leaders.
2: You can start the programs in fall, spring, or summer. There are endless possibilities available online at mchs.edu/slash kwky.
0: Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Confluencebrewing.com Welcome back to Man Up on Iowa Catholic Radio great conversation with matthew umberger on isaac so great in fact that we were hoping we we're planning on doing one episode with the two of them isaac and jacob and as you learn from that conversation there was so much in his brain to talk about with isaac that we can't just stop and not cover jacob so next week we'll have him back on again to discuss the rest of the story with jacob again it's so important to understand these four pivotal figures uh in setting the stage for the Bible and everything that is to come. So join us next week when we have Matthew Umberger on again to discuss the life of Jacob and all of the all the things we can learn from Jacob. He's got a great story uh and I, I'm really looking forward to continuing this conversation with Matthew next week. Thank you again for joining us on Man Up on IO Catholic Radio. I am Joe Stopulis. It's time to man up. Man Up, inspiring men to live out their call to holiness with Joe Stopulis. Heard Mondays at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio. Brought to you by Construction Professionals. Man Up, also underwritten by McDonald Imaging Solutions.